What? No, I was Are thinking about getting cookies for this all day, and I never hey, got to the car. I know. Oh. I almost went to Crumble too. Crumble? Yeah, Crumble Cookies. That's what we'll promote. We'll promote Crumble Crumble Cookies. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an episode (laughs) of The Art Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan. He is Mac. This is going to be our worst episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Landslide. So let me explain what's going on There are reasons. It's logical. We are reviewing... Two episodes of Phineas and Ferb. And when I say two episodes, I mean uh, one and a half episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Did I spell the name Phineas wrong on my notepad? I think so. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I okay, somebody, right. somebody fact check no, for me. You spelled it it's, right. It's just you have four. <laughs> no, well, I, but but the point is, but the point is, is that we're reviewing a one and a half episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Uh, I don't understand necessarily why. Uh, we are also, however, more importantly, greeted by two guests this time, ones that we've teased. Honestly, I was telling Mac last week that uh, we should never have them on so we can continue this bit of never having them on, but alas, we've already Mm -hmm. dipped out of said bit, which is shameful of us. Would you agree? Uh, Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree, but... uh, Luckily, they are here, Um, and uh, so so we have Hannah. Hey. We have Izzy. Hi. Uh, is he okay or Izzy's are you? Fine. Izzy will be fine. Izzy's my oh. stage. <laughs> Izzy's going to be fine. Okay. I don't have a choice. No. Well, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did one and a half episodes of Phineas and Ferb. We did the very first episode, but just the the first half of the episode. Uh, if you don't know, for whatever reason, Phineas and Ferb is a cartoon show that was on Disney Channel from 2007 to 2015, uh, and long. was and it was around yes for a very long time, 130 and it's been episodes. Movies even longer. Yes, and they just had a movie come out last year. Yeah. Uh, but it was a very very popular show, particularly uh, within our demographic. However. Uh, I am surrounded by people who watch the show, I would say, religiously, while I think the first episodes I've ever seen in my life uh, occurred today. But that's where we are right now. Uh, I'm not really sure why we're reviewing these. Can somebody, anybody, just enlighten me as to uh, how we uh, got here into this uh, quote-unquote studio and got to this discussion? Izzy? Well, you were asking me what I would like to review on your show, and I was doing the, and I was having a hard time trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and um, I was doing the dishes one day, and one of the songs <laughs> from the musical got stuck in my head, and so it was offered up as a suggestion, kind of as a joke, and... Oh, and then we of, just ran yeah, with just this ran bit. With uh, so Hannah... Always a bit. There's always a bit. Hannah, where where was your input in terms of uh, selecting something (laughs) for this episode, would you say? Do you have any input whatsoever? (laughs) Hannah! I have any help! Hey, 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 hey! hey. I just love being with you guys, and so I was happy to review whatever. Oh. So when okay, very good. was on the table, I said, great, I'll be there. All right, so... I know! Hey, I did suggest WandaVision, but I was I had already told... suggested that in Danny's show. All right, folks, folks, blank. folks. So listen, to give you some background story, if you're listening to this episode that uh, is going to cover one and a half episodes of Phineas and Ferb, okay, <laughs> uh, 
There were prior discussions of what to watch. There was a Bob Fosse uh, related movie because Izzy and Hannah are Directed dancers. Directed movie. <laughs> Still me. related. Uh, did I say something uh, non-factual? Yes. Okay, very good. Well, now, uh, there was also uh, the suggestion of WandaVision, but then the issue with WandaVision, uh, where we are currently, which is the fine date of February 8th, Siri, please don't turn on, is that WandaVision is not currently finished, so it would have been a little bit weird to review a show that hasn't finished. However, here we are reviewing one and a half episodes of Phineas and Ferb because we are clearly sane individuals and we make good content. Now, Mac, what, what do you think? I, I think that, first of all, we should definitely be teasing a potentially future episode with WandaVision. Ooh, because okay. I think that WandaVision is something that all of us wanted mm, to yep, review at some yes. point. It's just that the fact that, you know, it's, it's only half out. So maybe that could be something that happens in the future. Um, but in terms of Phineas and Ferb, I, I think that... We should was... say the episodes that we looked at. I know oh, I already said the first half of, of, first half of the first episode. Which, which is Roller Coaster. Which is Roller Coaster, right? And when and Phineas and Ferb build a roller coaster, they ride the roller coaster, they right. have a grand old time. And then in and this other episode... It is the origin episode, story of the whole show. It is as first episode as you can get in a cartoon show. Which is strange whenever they revisit it. And they yes. remake the episode. They revisit it so many times. Matt, now. could you please explain... Sorry. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> no, Thanks no, for no, stomping no. everywhere. Season, season like a two. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. I got my boot scooting boots on. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Mac, okay, so I'm sure the neighbors underneath just absolutely love it. Oh yeah, it. they're having a grand old time tonight. Uh, season 2, episode 63 is the next time that we... Um, it was the episode that we watched, second of all. Yeah. Um, and it is a... It, it's directly related to the very first episode, Roller Coaster, but this is Roller Coaster the musical. Right. So right off the bat, they are very aware of the fact that they are in a musical, that they would like to make a musical today. In the same way that every single day they want to do something new and something grand, today their thing they want to do is make a musical. And so they decide to, the writers decide to, uh, make the exact same thing as the first episode, Carb, almost carbon copy, except now it's going to have musical numbers on top of it. And it, it features, I mean, smash hits, such as what? Oh, hey, yeah. Ferb. Hey, Ferb. <laughs> uh, what you doing? You're going down. Um, which one am I missing? Oh, the one where they're too young. Like, oh, what is, what is Doofenshmirtz's? Doofenshmirtz is... Um, nice, very good. I I'm that. happy that we arrived at the answer uh, so quickly. <laughs> this is an auditory form. You We're knew, on the clock. You knew that this is happening this is when, a, you, when you brought me in here. This is an auditory there's form. Also, there's also the, um, the Harry the Platypus guy. I don't know. Major yeah, Monogram. No, no. Major Monogram. Major Monogram, Major Monogram. Major Monogram? Major Monogram? Major Monogram. Major Monogram. Okay, Major Monogram has like a... He has Half a song that he tries to sing and it doesn't multiple work. times. Oh, is and that is that the guy, the old guy with the stash? Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Agent P's boss. Yeah. yeah, played by Swampy Marsh. Wow, played by Swampy. Yes. Swampy Marsh. Wow. I, so, in terms of actually getting into the episodes themselves and oh, talking right. about them, <laughs> rather okay. So normally we have this like. N not pretentious, but like more yeah. artsy version. But, but we of ask reviewing. each other, like, "Hey, what's the experience that you had watching uh, whatever we're looking right. at?" Right, and I think that we can both agree mm -hmm. that with this, that's just not it. That's just not the ticket. So I'm thinking that <laughs> maybe, maybe this one we attack with more of a feeling, uh, or with more of an idea of 
What were the feels that you were put in while watching it? You said at one point, Izzy. Who's you? That, okay. Oh shit. Man, you're trying to pick at me. I know how to do this. I'm thing. trying to. Worry. I'm trying to. You know, put this. You know, boat with the sails and have it go a certain direction towards the North Star. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's tricky. Sometimes the wind don't blow that way. But you know, sometimes okay. we're wrong. You know, you lick your finger, you put your hand up, and then you're thinking, man, this wind is going south, but actually the wind is going north. And you know, sometimes you make mistakes as the captain. Captain. This oh. wind's going towards Izzy. So Are you implying Izzy... that you're the captain? Uh-oh. <laughs> I quit! <laughs> I quit! I'm gonna be fired. I thought we were co-captains. <laughs> Izzy and Hannah come in and wreck the entire show. Try the show apart. Right down the middle. You'll be Art, I'll be Enders. So, um... <laughs> the, uh, uh, so, at one point, Izzy, you said while we were watching the uh, second episode, I believe, I need to massage my face because I'm smiling too much, right? What what were these specific <laughs> thoughts or feelings that were that that rushed throughout you as you watched them? Because you've seen them a million times. Yes. Is it a matter of nostalgia still at this point? I think so, because for me, like Phineas and Ferb as a whole, like the entire show, but I mean, for anything that they've created is just something that's really special to me. Especially with my brother, and oh, I think I'm being very quiet. Um, <laughs> sorry, Christ. I need to move closer to the mic. So, Phineas and Ferb is just a very nostalgic thing that is really close with my family. Like, my parents watch this show independently of me and my brothers. I'm not lying. I have come downstairs at two in the morning, and my dad is watching an episode by himself with like nobody else in the room. So, um, I think that for me, the whole episode, and there are so many Easter eggs throughout, so it like just is a tribute to the fans and the people who watch the show so much. In this roller coaster and, episode, yeah, in the, in the, the musical? roller coaster episode, in the musical episode, because yeah. it directly ties into the original one, but it also has so many different Easter eggs throughout. Like you saw Meep, and you saw. Um, you saw. <laughs> is that all you saw? No, like you saw. And then there, and then as like a Broadway fan, there's the Hey Ferb song is full of all the different references mm. to the musicals. And yep. so when I first I watched that the first time, I'm not kidding you, I was a teenager and I was crying because it was like just so special. Because it was Phineas and Ferb plus musicals, wow. and it was just it was so good. And I'm an emotional person, so. Hannah, did you have a similar? <laughs> no did you have a similar experience? to Izzy, at least how it relates to perhaps that episode, the roller coaster musical episode where they retell the first episode, but uh, in a new fashion, a new wrinkle, uh, and or how uh, the show experience and and how you experience the show. And then, <laughs> the show experience. And I am sinking in this ship as well. Thank you very much. Captain's going to I, as I was sitting on the couch, just felt like I was a kid again, watching cartoons. It was very nice. Man, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was, um, it, okay. Oh, no, you're good. I just, <laughs> I, I, I mean, similar to Isabella, I used to watch this all the time with my younger brothers, so I just kind of was like, oh, this is kind of fun to just, like, sit here and not have to worry about anything else, but just It took you to a, a good time. Yeah, it took me, took me to, yeah. Right. Now, I also want to preface by saying I am the only individual in here without any younger siblings. Oh I yeah. Think, and that's a big that's a big I, difference. But, but I think that's a big difference why I never watched the show growing up. That it was 
It was start. I'm not, but I'm not judging you <laughs> when I'm saying I never watched the show. I'm just making an observation. But we are judging we're judging you. you. Yeah, yes. we're definitely judging yeah. you. That's fair. I, but once again, just making the observation that at that time in 2007-ish time land zone that I was transitioning out of cartoons. But you guys. Mm. Either had a reason to say stay because you want to watch more, and or because of your younger siblings. Am I speaking out of turn here? I stayed watching it because it was good. <laughs> I just never started. You see, you see where this is going. It's perfect. Well, that that was that was the the big thing that I got. It wasn't as much the watching Phineas and Ferb, which. Uh, the structure of the show is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. It really, yep. really is. Could you go into that, please? Uh, absolutely. So th- we talked about it before, like as the show is happening, that, and we were trying to explain this to Danny that pretty much every episode operates in the exact same way. Oh yeah. Yeah. She. I mean, the mom goes off to do something, and then the boys do something crazy. Candace gets mad about it. She oh, tries to get them Isabella on the bus. Oh, but first Isabella comes over and says, "What, what you, you do?" Right, right, right. And so on that happens every mission. episode. Every yes. Time. And then there's where's Perry? And it's said by somebody new every time. And yeah. And then and then someone always. Always like makes a point to to uh, to Phineas, and then he always says yes, yes I am, or yes, yes he is, or yes. He happens is. every episode. Yeah, yes. every episode. Every wow, time. and you would and think it would get old. redundant, but it's it's perfect. Do they, do they make a joke at Ferb's expense every episode? How he doesn't talk? Probably. Not I mean, most every episode, but like a lot of episodes. It's hard not to mention it. I see. Yeah, because of the world they made for themselves, that every character is so in your face mm-hmm. that it's just always jarring that Ferb isn't. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and his pants are all the way to his armpits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the was nipples were cold or something. I have no idea. But his yeah, his pants are literally up to his chin. It's insane. And Phineas has a triangle head and Isabella yeah, is a, semicircle. a semicircle. Right, right. And, um, and everyone have else. a neck. Oh yeah. He's kind of like just one shape. Is he awesome w- would would you say He's would you great. say that the sort of quirky uh I would say paper-esque animation style or design do you think that aids in the uh sort of presentation and uh, appeal of Ab- the show? Absolutely. I think that's like I think you have to draw your audience in first with the look of the show and I think that was something when I was younger it was like super whimsical and fun and it was like they were doing the impossible every single day, and I don't know. I think that there's just something about that that really appeals to young kids. Yeah. yeah. And fully functioning 23 year olds, because I still watch <laughs> it. So. Yeah, which why we're reviewing it right now. <laughs> fully functioning. <laughs> Full- oh, mean. Oh, no. I really need this episode. Here. So, yeah. I know, jeez. I'm never coming back. Which is funny so, because I've been awful so far. Well, no, here, here's a question for you, Danny. Uh, oh. um, what is it like being a huge dick? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no, 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 no. So, no, no, I actually have a question for Hannah. Have, not good when I look at the mirror. <laughs> oh, ew. Ew, yeah, I know. No, that's not what I meant. God. Ugh. Gross. I'm just saying I'm ashamed of myself. I hope you're making money on that thing. So, Hannah, um... This was a feeling that I had, and I was wondering what it was like for you. What percentage of the viewing experience was uh, turned from good to great just purely from the famous people that you already recognized? Not even necessarily the show itself, but Uh hearing Ashley Tisdale, Mitchell Musso, 
uh, um, Vincent, what's his name? Vincent. Mince, Mince Oh my god. Mince, Mince, I'm on Mince it, guys. Bella. I'm on it. Don't wait, worry. Wait, wait, wait. Who's this? Manella. It's Dude, like Vince. Vince. No, Vincent oh, Martella. Oh, Martella. Oh, oh, the guy from. Oh, and Alison Stone. And Thomas Brody. Alison Stone. Stoner, please. Alison Stoner? Okay, yeah. I'm really bad with names. You, but you I, do, I do know Alison Stoner. Okay, good. You know Sharpay, you know Oliver. Yeah, yeah. And there's a certain nostalgia just from the voices themselves. Oh, exactly. What what was that? Was it more Ashley Tisdale than anyone else, or was it in general? Definitely Ashley Tisdale. Because I just think of High School Musical and High School Musical 2. So whenever I hear her voice, I'm like, ooh. Two more than one. Yeah. Oh, I definitely was a High School Musical 2. Wow. Yeah. Was, well, I don't know anything. I can't, that's I can't contribute her, to this. That's when she has her fabulous song, oh. which was my favorite song. That's when the ripe old age of... What, that's when they're working. That's when they're working at the resort, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. And she wants Troy to go into the town with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yes, Izzy. I, okay. I hear Ashley. <laughs> disagree. Disagree. I hear Ashley Tisdale's voice, and I automatically think Candace, Candace. Wow. which is funny. Like I never thought about it that way. Like you hear all the different stars' voices in there, but like yeah. I only see them as their person that they voice in Phineas and Ferb, which is so funny. I, don't I didn't know, know. This, I never the show that. ranked that high for you. So, same with Mitchell Musso? Yeah, same with Mitchell Musso. Okay, like, I, I did not the entire Hannah Montana. He, you couldn't really hear it in this episode, yeah, but like, sure. even when I rewatched all of Hannah Montana this past year, like, I didn't even, it was Oliver, but I I don't know. There's something about yeah. Phineas and Ferb that when I'm watching it, I literally am just Totally invested in the show. I'm not thinking about anybody else. Right, right, right. Oh, so, which is funny. With, with Allison Stoner specifically, is uh-huh. it Phineas and Verber is it Camp Rock? It's Kingdom Hearts no, for me. It's well. <laughs> <laughs> really? Have you guys reviewed Kingdom Hearts? No, because that'd take way too long. Okay, so yeah, that'd be fun mean fact. to me that I have to do yes. the whole fucking Oh, series. I would love every oh second. Yeah. Gosh. Oh my god. But the point is now Allison Stoner. Okay, like guys, guys, buddy. So if you don't know Kingdom Hearts, is, oh my gosh. Oh, Make it about something you know, Danny. Don't clap at the microphone. <laughs> Hello? That it burst. Is a video game series that you're essentially this kid with a giant key. You travel to a bunch of Disney worlds with Donald and Goofy, and it's the best. I have two posters of it in my room. Anyways, so Allison Stoner, it's going to be difficult to explain, but she plays a character... Who was made to be a clone off of the main character, Sora. But because of how Sora's heart worked, which Sora's heart had a piece of Kyrie, that Alice Stoner's character, Shion, looked like Kyrie, who was Sora's friend, which Kyrie's heart was in Sora's heart at the first game of Kingdom Hearts. Also, Kyrie was originally played by Hayden Panettiere. But then Hayden Panettiere, <laughs> for some reason, really? is no longer part of the project. Yeah, we don't know why. But now, Allison Stoner is also Kyrie. Can you believe it, guys? I just really can't. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Izzy, would you like to share with the class? <laughs> I feel like the cat meme where the woman is yelling at the cat, and we're all just sitting here like, like, oh my gosh, Danny's excited. That Either that or the kid from Jake and Josh. Get from Drake and Josh. There was this little Girl Scout in Drake and Josh that loved Drake, that wanted to oh, yeah. get with Mr. Drake Bell. Getting in line, Chica. Exactly. Yeah, and that kid was played by Allison Stoner. 
Wait, oh, yeah. here's an important question. She's also question. saying cheaper in the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper, cheaper in the yeah. dozen. Whenever, whenever you know what's cheaper in the dozen? It's cheaper in the dozen. <laughs> whenever dozen. whenever yeah, I see yeah. Allison Stoner or hear yeah. her voice, I think of either Cheaper by the Dozen or the Step Up movies. And not, Oh, she's so good in the I Step Up movies. I forgot about Step yep, Up. Yep, yep, yep. She kills Yo. But her voice is so much higher in this Infinity and Ferb, so it's like barely recognized. Yeah. And she plays yeah, Isabella, yeah. is that yes. right? Yeah. Yep. Isabella. Greatest character ever. Oh my yeah, God. please keep fading out. Well, the, the main thing with Isabella, and, and this is actually, we're going to get Arthur here. Um, the main thing with Isabella is that she really provides the only like, serious arc in the show. Oh, please? I mean, oh, we have. Wait, yeah. There's a serious yeah, we, arc? Exactly, exactly. Where you don't really realize that there is an arc happening, and then all of a sudden, at the last episode, they ultimate payoff Spoiler. with Isabella. Spoiler. Yeah. I'm never going to watch this show. Oh, that's Danny. So that is my name. Uh, yes. Just, th- 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 then I'll spoil it for you. We never went home. That, um, yeah. In the final episode, they uh, they're at the end of high school. They're about to go off to college. What? And Phineas and Isabella. It flash forward. Ah, flash forward, okay. Yeah, and um, Phineas and Isabella have a moment, and it is just absolutely beautiful. And you don't realize that it's going to hit you, and then it hits you, and you're like, wait a second, did something actually? happen in this series? I didn't think anything was supposed to happen in this series. I thought we were just like kind of dicking around having a good time. But Isabella, for some reason, is actually a really, really solid anchor point for Phineas's character. What happens? Do they just have a dramatic scene with okay. each other? So there's all so it the whole episode centers on the fact that they're leaving for college soon. Phineas has to decide between Tri-State State and Another university that I forgot. Classic Tri-State State. <laughs> Tri-State State. Classic. Um, oh. And so Isabella is getting ready to go because she's actually going to Tri-State State. She's playing soccer okay. there. She's a camp counselor, so she has to go Man. early. And Phineas and Ferb and Balji and Buford all, are all standing around the kitchen table one day, and they're talking, and they're talking about how, oh, do you know, Isabella used to have a really big crush on you. And he was like, I was completely oblivious. I had no idea. Oh, and he was like, Phineas. so, and so the whole episode Idiot. is like, Phineas is in his feels, and he's like, I didn't know. Like 18-year-old Phineas? Yes, 18-year-old oh, Phineas. Oh, my. And, and then Isabella is, like, getting ready to go off to college, and so... He's trying to figure out, like, how am I going to talk to her about this? And she's kind of gotten over him at this point. So she sings a whole song about how she was tired of waiting. And she they had a cute thing where it's like, they would have called this Finabella in her song. And I, like, I squir- squealed. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so cute. It's The funniest mistake. The Would funniest somebody slip. like to look up the definition of Freudian slip? <laughs> what? Did you not hear yourself? No, I said squealed. No, no, but the first thing you said was so funny. <laughs> what you know what? No, it's okay. You can listen back to it later. Oh my gosh. Oh my oh. I was going to say screamed and then I oh, said Oh, did you squealed. now? Well, you and said something else and it was funnier. I don't know. Okay, anyway. It was certainly, you know, anyway, a reaction. So... <laughs> So there's like a whole thing.
thing is like, oh, if you would have been my boyfriend, like you would have paired my hair back when we were when I had salmonella, and then she. Salmonella. The yes. And then oh the next line gosh. is they would have called us Finabella, and it was so sweet. But she Salmonella like moved on. Yeah, I know. What a great nice, rhyme, right? Nice. Oh um, and so she moved on, and then at the end, spoiler alert, it ends up Phineas decides to go. They like both confess their feelings. Phineas decides to go to Tri-State State to be with Isabella, and then she drives home. And Ferb and Vanessa pull up in her like fancy car. Oh Ferb gosh, is taking Ferb Vanessa, Vanessa out for Ukrainian food, which I felt like oh. a deep connection to. Oh um, and then Phineas hops in the car, and then Ferb drives Phineas. Ferb and Vanessa drive Phineas to Isabella's car, and then they kiss, and the sun sets, and she's Ew, like, "That was worth the wait." No, it was so cute because she's like, "Well, that was worth the wait." And then he goes, "I'll see you in a few weeks," and she says. Ah, I've waited this long, and then she drives off, and you know that they're gonna end up together. And then it cuts to a video of Swampy and Dan crying. Like Dan starts crying. The people, like the, the, the people who created the show, make a I cameo see. in I the see. finale, and they're Aww. like, "It seems like just yesterday we were just doodling them on a page, and now they're here, grown up and going to college. It's so oh cute. It's pretty cute." Okay, but Isabella, doesn't she have a couple of episodes where she is, like, frustrated with Phineas? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. got some character development. Yeah, yeah, she really does actually, like, go through some trials and, she and tribulations. Kiss, she kisses yeah. him before um, they wipe his memory, remember, at the oh, yeah. dimension oh. in the Second Dimension movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think yeah. I remember I watched that the other day. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so basically what we're trying to say is that in terms of conflict, yes, obviously, it's just, like, the, the, the two main uh, uh, conflict anchors in this, uh, in this series are Isabella and her relationship with uh, Phineas and that arc, her getting frustrated about it, and then her, you know, them finally ending up together. And then also Candace figuring out uh, maybe me actually trying to rat out my brothers is not the best way to do this. Like, yeah. that's the only thing I want. I'm, I've become obsessed with it. And they're my brothers. I should love them, and I should support them. And and that's that's another arc. That's actually kind of cool in this series. They do that in a few episodes, though. They yeah. do that in the time travel one. They do that when they time travel again. Yeah. They do that when she has her dream, and they end up in the penitentiary. They do that, like, they, they have that, oh, in Summer Belongs to You, she, like, goes with them and realizes it's more fun to do the journey rather than, like, Stay at home. That that was also the Wizard of Odd one, where she oh. learns it's better for the journey. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, <laughs> like throughout the series, there are a bunch of uh, these little moments where, even though you're floating with all this like fantastic storytelling and like crazy adventure and whatnot, there are all these uh, really awesome plot anchor points. And speaking of anchor, here is a word from our sponsor. And welcome back to the Artenders with Mac and Dan. So uh, we left off on a positive note, and I guess Danny wants to ruin all of that. So um, here, <laughs> here is uh, here. Danny wanted to give us his notes so that we could tell him why he's wrong. I suppose. Well, we all know that in sort of auditory forms, uh, podcasts, radio shows, audio books. Although that's the exception, funnily enough, reading's boring. Um, but. Because this uh, this episode is already six feet under, uh, I just thought might as well. <laughs> hey! So hey! Uh, here are my notes. Have a good time. Here are my notes for the one and a half episodes that we watched this evening. By the way, uh, Step Brother. Yeah. Can you imagine discovering Perry's a spy? Uh, it all takes place throughout one summer. 
Uh, Thomas Brody Sangster has the best job ever, who plays Ferb, and Meep. Now, there are a few talking points we want to discuss here. I think one of the coolest discoveries that the show can have is, let's say you're just watching the very first episode. You have no idea what's happening. And the very first episode is pretty dang good. Yeah. Like, it's it's just solid cartoon you. television. You, you cannot You like the first wrong. episode more than musical. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, but it's different, right? Because mm-hmm. the first episode is selling you conceptually of what the show is and what the show's trying to do. And, like, hey, this is what we want to do and with this And they clearly plot. storyboarded the life out of the first episode. Yeah. and like, they and, knew what they were doing. And the amount of character that just exudes from off the screen in those very first 15 minutes mm-hmm. is incredible, to say the very least. Um, but I think one of the coolest things that a person could, could, could discover is that let's say you're watching the show. You know it's about Phineas and you know it's about Ferb. They're about to do this crazy thing. All of a sudden, their pet platypus, Perry, just kind of walks off. And then he opens this secret door in a shed. He goes down. <laughs> he puts on a fedora. Turns out Agent P is his name. <laughs> And he is a spy that takes down this yeah. this crazy villain yeah. named Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. Villain? <laughs> He's certainly not nemesis. good is my point. Nemesis. There's a nemesis. But, my, <laughs> but the point that I'm making is that that is an excellent discovery for yeah. a child to have of being like, Oh, this show is about one thing. It's about Phineas and Ferb doing these crazy things. Oh, it's also about this platypus doing more absurd things. Yes, true, yeah. true. And, and it I- always ties, his thing with Doofenshmirtz always ties in with whatever Phineas and Ferb are doing. Yeah. Like, it always is what yeah. causes mm. the, like, their project to vanish. It's which awesome. rocks and is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And, and which makes sense because it's all supposed to vanish because no one, including Phineas and Ferb, especially Phineas and Ferb, can know that Agent P is Agent P. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me here is that this show, the main sort of theme, the motif, it's actually secrets. It's what we hide from our loved ones. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Ooh. So here we have sure. Ferb. And I've taken off... Ferb, don't try to though. No, listen. I've taken oh. off my glasses. Because I'm serious. Watch that's this. pretty profound. Because Ferb, listen, listen here. Ferb doesn't speak. What is Ferb hiding? He is. <laughs> there are terrible insecurities that you could just read from that green-haired boy. I mean, he has green hair. Can you imagine? Ferb Natural green hair. And we already discussed it. His nipples are cold. True. He's wearing his pants up to his armpits. The poor true. kid. True. He it's is true. experiencing rough times. So he's hiding that from his family, right? And he's not even speaking at all. Then we have the two of them, Phineas and Ferb, working together to hide things from their parents. Why? They're just here. No, listen. They're just here to have a great time, a good old time. And they're hiding things from their parents. They could just tell them, hey, mom. Hey, dad. We built a roller coaster today. They do. They They do do that. Yeah, sit the fuck down, Danny. Yeah, get off your soapbox. And then Agent P doesn't tell his loving he Loving owners. He can't. It's literally a rule. The Alka rule states also, that you cannot go. He can't talk. <laughs> I don't need excuses. He doesn't speak English. Well. But like, okay, if there's a whole thing. Like, if they would find out that Perry the Platypus was Agent P, yes. then do, then Alka would have to take... What is Alka? It's the organization without a cool acronym, which is the agency that Perry the Platypus oh. works for. So... Alka would have to take. Oh um, my god! <laughs> Alka would have oh to take, god, remove Perry 
from their house and they would never get to see him again. So they Wait, do isn't see there an him episode once. When... That's the second dimension one. Oh. Why they have to wipe the memory and like Isabel I said yeah. earlier, Isabel kisses him before they wipe their memory. They wipe their memory because they found out that Agent P was or Player of the Platypus was Agent P. Folks, my head is in my hands. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Everything has derailed well, this, this train has crashed think, into the cliff. I think this is what happened, Danny, is that you thought you were going to pick on this little old kid's show. Right. And it ended up being... Yes? A, a damn masterpiece is what it is. <laughs> is something else. But would you say, would you say, just the, because honestly I haven't, I haven't seen the show, sure. as we all know this, but... Is it a fair criticism? I'll, and I'm I'll not try to be asking and I'm not asking this because I'm actually criticizing. Yeah, I'm trying to be realistic. Oh, yeah. But is it a fair criticism for somebody who is ignorant to say, "Hey, you're watching the same episode each time." Doesn't that get boring? That's literally most of TV shows though. Like, I mean, Ooh, there you go. Every every true. episode kind of has a yeah. set. There are thing. no original yeah. ideas anyway. Shelly Bird. Shelly That's what you say every. Just then, what about isms? That like, what about every show? Every show oh. also repeats itself. Well, yes. Yeah, so every show repeats itself, but like, it doesn't get redundant because that's what I'm they, asking. They switch it up. Like every time they switch it up just enough to like. Their song will be different, and there will be something new and exciting. And you're, and I mean, you know what's gonna. There's comfort, and you know what's gonna happen. You know the formula, but like you're also really eager to see what pans out because you're excited about the character. Like you like the characters. All the characters are really likable, and there's different antics that in like come about when you know different characters come on. So Irving is one character that doesn't show up too much. When they start using Valjee and oh, yeah. Buford more, yeah. those oh, are yeah. the best episodes. Oh, I, I love them. When they, t- when they go to the old folks home. <laughs> so good. <laughs> they do the whole song and dance. It's so good. So, okay, so are, I, I'm not super familiar with like the distinguishing of the actual seasons because I they never really said seasons on the actual Disney Channel when you were watching it. Mm-hmm. But are you guys familiar with the actual season breaks at all? A little bit? Okay. Isabella is. Okay. Mommy. Okay, cool. Then I, then <laughs> I'm like revealing myself as a super I fan. Know, really? <laughs> Nobody knew this about the, This now. is my, I guess this is my question to you. Because one thing that we're seeing right now in The Wire, one thing that we saw in Avatar, and I, and I think it's true about most every TV show, successful TV show, yeah. on television that runs for several seasons, is that there's always a sagging season. There's always a season oh. where you're like, w- w- whether it be um, they are planning on making the show much longer, and so they kind of have to like make a filler season yeah. to, oh, to, to keep yeah. it going. Or maybe they try and stray too far away from the original concept, it doesn't land, and they have to go back. So yeah. we, we, we've been reviewing The Wire. Right. The whole show, as, as a whole, I can tell it's fantastic. Season 2 was a stinker. I mean, well, season comparison. 2, yes. It was, a, it was a stinker in comparison to season 1. It was still a great season, but it was so clear... Then afterwards, um, that season three, they really hit their stride again. But yeah. it also felt because they were returning to a lot of the plot points that originated in season one, yeah. not season two. They weren't continuing season two's story. Right. They were continuing season one's story with the events that happened in season two. And, and wasn't there a specific season in Avatar as well that you said that? that the, the were... I, well, I thought the season three of Avatar, the last season, was a letdown in comparison to season two. Was a letdown in comparison to season two because oh. it felt like so much of season three 
was filler. It was just filler to get to the final battle. Waiting for the last two, what, two episodes? Basically, yeah. Sure, and okay. And so there were episodes within that season where it felt like the writers didn't know what to do. And so, mm-hmm. well, the gang, maybe they're struggling with this one uh, inconsequential thing. Let's just do that, and it doesn't really make sense. And then all of a sudden, you have the back half of the season where you introduce Zuko to the group and then you're rushing all the Zuko story beats with the gang and so it doesn't feel like Zuko's ever actually a part of that group which was really unsatisfying because you could tell from the very first episode that Zuko will turn out to be a good guy. Right, right, right. But but what I'm understanding about Phineas and Ferb to tie it back to that is that part of the appeal is the familiarity, is the formula and so how they tweak the formula sure. each time. So yeah. it's just, yeah. it's but, not something plot heavy, right? You don't yeah. watch it because of the overall plot. You watch yeah. it because I'm here it's to just have a good time. Yes, yeah. Yeah. For, the, for the 30 yeah. minutes yeah. that I have. Yeah. And I'm just going to have a good time and yeah. enjoy what I'm watching. And yeah. let's just see what wacky stuff they do with this one. And then, so when the surprises come, when Isabella kisses Phineas, when Ferb goes on that date with uh, Vanessa, or uh, Vanessa, was that um, right? Yeah, um, yeah, but episodes like that, when they just introduce those little things you're caught off guard and then you feel rewarded from a storytelling perspective because subconsciously you've learned to love these characters because you've just spent time with them and they feel like inconsequential time but it allows you to really enjoyed the life of these characters so then when the characters actually go through something you're like oh i was not expecting to feel this yeah right now any of you ever seen rick and morty Yes. Yeah? No. Okay, so it, it, it's, it's a, a similar payoff. <laughs> Not a Hannah shot. That's a fair thing to say. It's a similar thing, it's a similar thing with uh, Rick and Morty where yeah. it tells you, oh, this is going to be a dumb show that you don't have to think too much about. And it's yeah. funny, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden, they start uh, hitting you over the head with, with plot points that you were supposed to remember from, like, a season ago. And you're like, whoa, wait. I was supposed to be paying attention. Like that's important. Oh, shit, I need to go back. And so, like, you have yeah. to go back and watch it again because you're like, wait, yeah, this is all of yeah. a sudden like we're starting to get payoff, and like we're actually this. And, is and you would think, oh, this is just a wacky thing that they want to do. No, oh, you're actually retelling that story beat for something much more important. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And so, I, I guess, really, what I'm I'm asking at the end of the day is, in your perspective, Izzy, is there any? specific season because of course in, with Phineas and Ferb seasons are more like years you know yeah, yeah. it's like uh, this year Phineas and Ferb to versus 2011 this 2011 to 2012 yeah, yeah right so um, was there any specific season or year uh, of Phineas and Ferb that you think lacked in comparison to the rest um, I will say that the very last season which was I think season 4 was the one that I didn't get into as much, like, those are the, ep- like, I used to watch the episodes every, like, the week they came out, day they came out, like, that's when I watched it, and granted, like, that, season four came out when I think I was starting, it, it was when I was in high school, so I was getting busier, and so I didn't have the time to, like, really dedicate to, th- not that I, like, dedicated time to it, it was just, like, part of my daily routine, yeah. um, but it was also kind of, like, okay, you know, the same thing over and over again, I guess it did kind of get a little bit, Monotonous. Monotonous, yeah. And so I think season four was, like, the perfect place to end it. But at the same time, like, I would watch an episode and I would still feel sad. Like, I never, there was not, there was never a time when I was like, oh, you know, I'm not loving this show anymore. Like, you always get tired of shows after you're watching them for so long. I don't know, at least I do. But there was never really a time for me where it was like, oh, I don't like this anymore because 
there was always that song that like they were they have the catchiest songs i'm not kidding you in mm. all of television i will make that statement and i will stand wow. by it they have the is that catchiest a sizzle surf? i think that's a sizzle surf. <laughs> nice you have no idea what that means but you just did it. <laughs> great job but like i i love their songs and i'm i I'm telling you, when I'll do the dishes and I'll be singing a Phineas and Ferb yeah. song from a random episode. And then they also broke it up with the different TV specials or like their quote unquote mm. movies. Yeah. Mm. So then there were like in the roller coaster in the musical, there were tie-ins to the Summer Belongs to You special, which I kept on trying to point out to you, Danny. But yeah, I had no idea what was like, going on. It's going too fast. Like this is from River Band, River Balls. That's you know, so and so and so. Um yeah, I think to answer your question short <laughs> um, season four. is season four but it also like kind of had the perfect ending so it never got to the point where it was like dragging on like yeah. why are they still making the show it was like they ended it and it was like perfect you yeah. know I don't know it was, so just, it was like Avatar yeah yeah I mean but like yeah Avatar ended when it needed to end but it was just disappointing how it ended right that I was fine with this very cartoony, uh, two-dimensional villain, and that was fine because it still served the characters in some way. And the show wasn't about the villain. like It wasn't like in the sense of Korra that the villain each season needed to matter because the villain directly... Uh, did something to Korra, right? Izzy is having some sort of awakening <laughs> to our to our corner. We'll, we'll get to her in a second. But, uh, <laughs> it, but it was more the pacing of that, right? But... I mean, but the difference with that is that Avatar is trying to tell an overarching story, and that's the appeal of that show, that when you tune into Avatar and Nickelodeon, you're not expecting an overarching story, yeah. overarching, whatever the word is, um, but you're not expecting this grandiose plot that's going on. You're, you're so much more used to, uh, episode by episode, we're just revisiting the formula, or this, these characters have to go through this wacky thing in this one episode. Once again, Izzy and Hannah are having an experience that is unrelated <laughs> to anything here. So, Wait, um, I just had a great thought, too. Yeah. Izzy first. Okay, so you mentioned villain, like two-dimensional villains. And I would like to retract the former statement of Isabella had the best character arch. Because actually... Arc. Ark, sorry. Actually, it was Buford. If you watch, oh. like, he starts as the bully. Buford is the bully. Okay, yeah. yes. Buford is the bully, and he, at the, like, at the very beginning, it's like, oh, he's just there to be the muscle. Like, he's there to, like, kind of, you laugh a little bit, but you're like, oh, this guy's a really bad guy. I mean, he's just mean. He's hard on Valjeet. Like, he's just, he's just mean. And so then, like, as the season progresses, he becomes more of, like, a a funny character that you look forward to seeing because he kind of softens up a little bit and then he and Baljeet become best friends and so it's not so much like he's the bully, he's the nerd. It's like, he's my bully, he's my nerd. Like there's like a whole <laughs> thing about and they have the cutest little bromance and it's so sweet. And then at the end he's like this suave, like sophisticated poet, like very calm and zen. Like in the last episode, Buford? do you remember? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he like Whoa. turns into this like kind of no. like... Character development. Like, tweed jacket kind of guy. Like, you know? And so uh, he has the best The sweater character. vest. Yes. Yes, well, he's yes. got like a scarf and like oh, his hair is sophisticated. Oh. And, yeah, this, the guy you would think you would yeah. see on the corner with like yeah. a guitar. And, and he uses a bidet at home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know about that. Yes. <laughs> but he, but he the classiest of yeah. Western instruments. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, true. Of Western instruments? Restroom instruments. <laughs> no, but also Western, Western instruments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah, you wanted to make a point? Or, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Are you done? This is this not important. Very so, good. Papa days. <laughs> okay, okay. So we know 
that there's kind of two storylines going throughout the whole show, you know? There's yes. like Agent P, yeah. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Obviously, in that story, Dr. Doofenshmirtz is the villain. But in the storyline of Phineas and Ferb no. versus Candace, who's the villain? Wow. Because I often, as the older sister of two younger siblings, wanted Candace to win sometimes. <gasps> but, Can you speak more on this, please? Yes. No, I totally oh. got it. The, you know, the, whole, the, whole, the whole like, oh, I'm going to bust my brothers if they're like doing something that mom doesn't want them to do. Yeah. Mm. Older sister of two younger brothers totally got that motive, you know? But then Phineas and Ferb, you want them to win too, and you don't want them to get discovered. So who's the villain in that story? Yeah. So you did you identify, okay. Did yeah. you, though, did you feel a little bit like, maybe, maybe I, sh- should I actually be wanting Candace to win? Like, was there? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. C- can you walk me through that experience? Of, <laughs> did it feel icky that you wanted to be that sister? I don't know. I think a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, well, I knew that Phineas and Ferb were just, you know, they were so innocent and they didn't, they weren't trying to hide anything. Kind of like yeah. how you said the whole show is about like hiding things and they want to hide. It's all about they, secrets. <laughs> oh, okay. About all about secrets. Whatever. <laughs> Excuse secrets. me. Excuse me. Um, That's what the no, but they, they were like honest with their mom as far as like, Oh no! Like we did build a roller coaster, and she was like, "Oh, that's great, honey." You know, like she. Yeah. She but just then, doesn't believe. But then me. Candace just couldn't win, so I I felt for her. You know. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. It is it's like the Tom and Jerry conundrum. The uh, yeah. the Tom and Jerry conundrum. Please speak on this. You watch Tom and Jerry, and you're like, Jerry's kind of a dingbat. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, just, he's so mean to Tom. Like Tom is just trying to do his job, earn his keep in the house. Like if he doesn't chase the rat, then. You know, he's going to get kicked out by you his parents. You just called Jerry a oh, rat. The mouse, I'm sorry. But. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, we, we have a species among but, us. But, like, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there who, want, oh who genuinely gosh. want Tom to win. Like, I remember Pete, my brother Pete, to everybody who cares. Um, <laughs> Pete always wanted Jer- uh, Tom to win at least once because mm. he was so tired of Jerry getting away with, like, Beating him up with irons and anvils and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and also because Jerry's a very smug little dude. Yeah. Every time he yeah. wins, he, he rubs in your down face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little, little too confident. Well, there. and then like confident. sometimes, like if I'm remembering correctly, like sometimes Tom would get beat up by his owner yeah. or the, the dog, dog next door. Yeah. And like now that I'm thinking about it, like I, I feel bad Good for bush. Tom. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's just he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing. And same yeah. Candace. To do. Candace yeah. is trying to protect her younger brother. Exactly. So Does she ever it's say that? All, it's all yeah. out of love. Yeah. The Tom and Jerry conundrum sounds like the name of like a John Boyce video. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, or so. it sounds like a major philosophy breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tom sure and Jerry conundrum. Like, like this huge case study yeah. that happened. Philosophy 1301 with with uh, Isabella Panko, the Tom and Jerry conundrum. <laughs> yes. Like, that's I'll the name of the class. Oh my so, um... SMU, uh, coming to an SMU class. Uh, I know. <laughs> Another one that we, uh, that, that we talked about while the actual um, video... Videos. Episodes were happening. Videos. Um, <laughs> was uh, that... It was. We were talking about how awesome it was that it was in twenty minute chunks. Oh yeah. And how that actually does help a lot. And something that we, because we've really been watching forty minute to an hour chunks for the most part, other than Avatar. Most of the TV stuff that we've been reviewing or watching. Yeah. And most of the. Most oh, but but like something like The Wire, that's legitimately an hour long because yeah. it was on HBO and didn't have to yeah. worry about commercials. No, right, right, right. And and 
Um, and that's becoming more and more popular, especially with like Netflix, Hulu culture, things like that. What, I guess what are the pros and cons, do you think, of a 20-minute episode versus an hour-long episode versus a 40-minute episode? Because one thing that I hadn't experienced in a while was a 40-minute episode because um, I was usually used to an hour or like 20. And we just wa- I, I just watched uh, Killing Eve recently, um, which is a Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, drama series. And it's really, really good. But the 40-minute episode was kind of a magic in-between where I felt like I was getting a full episode. But every time it ended, I wasn't, spe- I wasn't expecting that it was going to end. I, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, it's time to end. I was like, what? Is that, is that it? What? Oh, Which you're supposed to feel. Oh, my gosh. How, how long are the WandaVision episodes? The WandaVision like episodes are about 30 minutes. Yeah, and yeah. there's something about or that 30 or 40. 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which rocks. Especially yeah, for like, so a, like a serious drama where you're actually like following a storyline. Yeah. yeah. So what is it you think about a 20-minute episode that mm. is super appealing to not only kids, but just an easy-watching show. Yeah. Well, it's 20-minute episodes, or 24 minutes? 24. I mean, just about, and, like, six minutes or so of commercials that yeah, sort yeah. of happen in between the, like, episode breaks. Well, well yeah, no, but Disney, Disney just has, like, a chunk of, like, three minutes of extra voices, voice credits at the end, so that's why it says 24 minutes. It's 22 minutes in actuality, like... I promise you it's 22 minutes of total Phineas and Ferb footage, oh. but at the end it's an extra two minutes of, um, you know, voices for Dutch, for Spanish, for, like, the Chinese version, for, like, oh, all the different yeah. versions out there. Gotcha. That, and that's across Disney Plus as a whole. Like, all of them have that extra oh. two minutes, if you look on it. Well, but 20 minutes, but still, like, most Phineas and Ferb episodes are half of that, because you get two like, stories in one episode. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so each one's, like, 11 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's much insane. happens in that. I know. But it's, like, this crazy pacing yeah. that's happening where, like, I, I, I guess but the best way to put it is that you're not, you don't really get a lot of actual story that's happening within those, like, very small windows that they have, right? Because it's, with something like Avatar, where they tell the full story in that 20-odd minute mark, right? But you have something like Phineas and Ferb or other cartoon shows like Spongebob, right? Where they have like half episodes that they fit into the 20 some odd minutes um, plot. So you have to have this like odd, really fast three arc structure. Um, So of course you're going to revisit the same formula. But I think that's honestly to the show's betterment. It feels like at least for me who, I mean, hasn't seen the show, but much to what I said earlier where you're going to expect this formula every time because of how quick the show is naturally going to be that when all of a sudden the show just halts at something really important that it wants to say, it actually does so really effectively and it changes the expectations that you have for the show and actually successfully achieves the storytelling in those moments because you've kind of partially like earned the trust of the showrunners like to be able, right to be able to tell those very small stories so efficiently and so quickly but also you enjoy the show and you have no idea where it's going and you think you have an idea and then all of a sudden it does that it halts and it actually rewards you with a nice storytelling moment yeah and and mm-hmm. kind of like what you're talking about the there's i think that that's that's where the formula really comes in handy is because they they realized very quickly that um, if you're going to tell a story in like 11 minutes or whatever, let's say, then 
really the easiest way to tell it is uh, by giving us rules, and then the storytelling comes whenever you break the rules. And so the rules is just the formula. And so we're expecting the same thing every single time. And we are not going to be receiving any major story points yeah. until you break it. Yeah. And once you break it, there's it's we don't have to think about it. There's something like instinctually inside us that goes, that's not supposed to be there. And then all of a sudden we're receiving story. Yeah. And it works really well for yeah. those 11-minute blocks, right? If it was a TV show that was 40 minutes... And it was the same predictable thing every time. Yeah. Woof! I mean, that drags. Yeah. This is a controversial like thought slash opinion, but I wasn't able to finish The Office because I it got to a point for me. <laughs> I've never finished it all the way through. I, it got to a point for me. I was like, I I'm watch watching the cable. same episode again and again. There are a lot of people that and again. Things. And no, yes, I know. I said a very controversial thing, but I mean, but a big reason why I stopped watching. Like the office. There, there's oh. people that I know that don't like the office. But it, it just felt it got to a point that I was watching the same thing again and again and again, and it lost its creative luster. Like I could write an episode of The Office, right? But I feel like, as opposed to, but but the point. Listen, I'm, you're Mac and Hannah are making faces. The I've point, never <laughs> seen Hannah look like she was about to fight someone. But she she hands. threw she put her she put her head back and was looking at you through her nose <laughs> with just the strongest chin just like <laughs> the point that I was That's trying to make hilarious. is that I felt that the office when I stopped had gotten very very predictable all oh, and I didn't think it was to the show's betterment that uh, it got to a point where all these characters are doing the same thing and. The conceptually, some episodes are either not zany enough, or it just it just didn't hit the same stride as it used to, uh, and so uh, it felt like I was always waiting for those important storytelling moments, um, but they they didn't feel worthwhile anymore. I know I'm saying a lot of con- controversial things, and I don't really have much to back it up because I quit the office a few years ago. Well, if you think, <laughs> sorry, I don't want to. Please do it. Do it. Please, please save the me. The thing is, like. <laughs> The thing is that Phineas and Ferb, I think because A, it's a cartoon, so you can animate, like, impossible situations. It has a lot more character just from being that. Yeah, like, you can be more creative with Phineas and Ferb also appealing to young kids and also in the 11 minutes. And, like, the writing is, like, honestly, the writing in Phineas and Ferb is wonderful. And, I like, there was something different every time that just was, like, just different enough. They started adding end credits at one, like, and credit scenes at one point. Um, and it, it's just so funny. And so, um, like, I think that with The Office, you're kind of limited in what you can do, not only just realistically with mm-hmm. the yeah, actors. Yeah, because it's yeah. real life. Or real life in quotes. Like, it's real people in yeah. front of you instead of characters on a screen who, I mean, in the first episode as well as heart, eyes turned into little hearts when she saw Phineas. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. On the yeah. Like, so, Unless that's like a specific artistic choice, right? right. But, but hardly anybody does that. Right. Hardly so like, contacts. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it just, I feel like you have more room to play around with yeah. like Phineas and Ferb rather than The Office, whereas like with The Office, you are you have more limitations, I guess. It's I also where the humor is derived from where The Office is. A lot of it is like this cringy humor, like, yeah. oh, I'm really uncomfortable. And that's where like, 
the joy and the fun of it comes from as opposed to Phineas and Ferb where it's just what silly thing are they going to do yeah. this time true, and, true. And, and, and there's comfort in that right yeah. um so it, it's 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 a very unfair comparison that I was making mm-hmm. but I was just trying to make the point that I can see myself watching Phineas and Ferb the office <laughs> Danny's always got the hot takes I I could see myself watching and completing and enjoying Phineas and Ferb more so than The Office. But that's also coming from I tried to watch The Office. I haven't tried watching Phineas and Ferb. I'm just happy that um, Hannah didn't have to say anything to get Danny to, to start backpedaling. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mom look. <laughs> it's because I knew I was going after the office, but I knew I wasn't having any facts to back it up, and I couldn't remember any facts. That's right. Here so I I had to state what I felt in my heart, but I needed to like blanket it with as many curtains as I can. Izzy is to Phineas and Ferb as... Hannah is the office. I bet she can pull out True. episode names uh, and go, well, that's not the same in season six episode. Possibly. Okay, then, you know what? Hannah, 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 uh-huh. Hannah, Hannah. Danny. Is Phineas and Ferb better or worse than The Office? That's you oh. just said you can't Did I ask Hannah? <laughs> or did I not? No, you just said it yourself. You can't compare the two. Ooh. But in your heart of hearts, Hannah. Ooh. Hannah's going to be diplomatic. No, man. but. She always <laughs> is. No, but, but like, so then, how do you feel about the humor that Phineas and Ferb <laughs> delivers? Okay. Oh wait, can you? Can no, you just in it? comparison to perhaps a more uncomfortable humor, where the the funny comes from I'm uncomfortable. These mm. people are in an uncomfortable situation. Where the humor Scott's comes from? Scott's episode. Scott's tots. Scott's, Scott's tots. tots. That. Oh no! Oh, I so still funny. can't watch that one. But where oh, where the so humor funny. comes. From a punchline rather than the silence. Yeah. Uh, where where do you and and where how do you feel when it comes to those different uh, styles in comedy and how how does it impact the heart of hearts that you hold? I mean, I feel like I have the humor sense of humor of a thirteen year old boy, so I kind of enjoy both of them to be honest. Like nice. in the in the musical episode of Phineas and Ferb, when when Hubert <laughs> he said something to the effect of. Man, I'm glad my pants are already brown. <laughs> when he was, was on the roller coaster, like falling off the I couch. I actually died laughing at that one. Um, oh, that's good. But I don't but know. But you also I have you, you have that you have that like in the office too. Yeah. I have two younger brothers, so it makes sense why my sense of humor would be that of a thirteen year old. Yeah, very potty, potty, potty humor. humor. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a bidet? No. Phineas and Ferb though has a humor for everybody. Like once that's again, true. I that's saw. True. I've literally been. Coming home from dance, I go up into my dad's office, try to knock on the door, and my mom is in there alone watching the Wizard of Odd episode, where it's the one of the funniest episodes. If you have not watched this, do yourself a favor and watch this episode, because it is literally one of the funniest episodes of Phineas and Ferb. And she was, like, laughing by herself, so it has kind of a humor for everybody. Like, well, yeah, my mom and- has a sophisticated humor, and she thinks that it's hilarious. Because they talk about stuff that... Like, people, they talk about, for example, building permits and all this stuff oh, that yeah. goes yeah. over kids' heads when they're younger. But I remember my dad laughing his butt off. He's like, ha, that's so funny. <laughs> then they're, they're, like, reference stuff for the kids. They reference stuff for older people. Well, yeah, and even when we were just watching it, you laughed at completely different parts than I laughed at. Yeah. So... Yeah, true. Something, something for everyone. And that, that really is... You, it doesn't even have to have a story 
for you to pay attention to it being funny. Because people pay attention to something that's funny for as long as you want. That's, and that's why Bernie Mac and like George Carlin were able to get away with like two-hour stand-up specials. Is because you're sitting there watching and it just doesn't stop being funny. But sometimes stand-up specials, like, I'll stop watching after like five minutes if it's not funny enough. Like, yeah. I'll only pay attention for as long as it's funny. Yeah. And Face and Ferb is very consistent. That the jokes funny. are, yeah, that, yeah. That the jokes are consistently quality yeah. that and they can always work within the formula because even they always tell yeah. good jokes in that formula right yeah. even you were laughing at a couple of jokes oh stuff. i mean yeah. the show's funny it's yeah. a funny show yeah. i didn't so and naturally it, i didn't care for that musical roller coaster episode because sure. a i don't like musicals and i think that's that's a conversation uh, for another day and, and he's then, talking to three musical theater minors right now hello and then and um <laughs> story for another day i'm not finished it's uh and then but also like that episode was for the fans it was chock full of easter eggs and so that episode wasn't for me right but when we were watching that very first episode of the show there were a lot of just just clever jokes just nice quality jokes that are not like difficult jokes or they're you don't have to think critically about them but it's just like that was funny like there was something about the delivery of when isabella greeting phineas and she has the hard eyes and the The delivery of that and the pacing of that one joke, it was just a good executed joke. And I think, um, it's, if, tell me if I'm speaking out of turn, but it seems to, uh, speak to the quality of that show. And like, I think the first episode, I feel, uh, if I were to guess, does a very good job of presenting what the show is about. And I think it's an excellent gateway to what the show is ends up being yeah is that a fair thing to say <laughs> mac <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that was hilarious the, the the water that you're treading right now <laughs> you're like let me make sure that my words are correct i have yeah. no idea what i'm doing no no no, no. it's I have no, idea. no you're it, it, it you're, you're you're hitting the nail on the head i think um i i am curious though I guess let's start with with uh, the mega fan Izzy over here. Um, mega fan Izzy of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> uh, would you say that this was uh, the roller coaster musical episode? Would you say that this this was your favorite episode? And how who, who would you specifically recommend the series Phineas and Ferb to? What specific type of person? Oh my gosh. Um, A two-parter. This is hard. Um, So (laughs) I think that the episode itself, is it my favorite episode in the entire series? Like, that's hard to say because I like a lot of different, there are a lot of different episodes that I could probably point out to you right now that are my favorite. Like Wizard of Odd I mentioned. They also do a bunch of episodes that kind of, they they did a series of like Escaliferb and... And it's just, it's so funny. Like there's, there's so many that I could say that they're my favorite episodes, but I would say that simply because of the Hey Ferb intro to the episode, it is definitely ranks up high. Like that's one of my favorite, that's in my top 10 favorite musical numbers from the Phineas and Ferb series as a whole and there's keep in mind there's literally we that was episode 63 there's a song every single episode like if not in the first half of the episode there's usually one in the second and then as they get later into the series there are one there's one in each 
So, um, hundreds, literally hundreds. They're literally like, there probably are a hundred at least songs that come out of Phineas and Ferb. So, is it my favorite episode of all time? Like, of all of Phineas and Ferb? That's impossible to say. But the who I would recommend it to, I don't know. Like, anybody who has a sibling that they're close to, I think, could relate to how Phineas and Ferb, like, me and Pete, even though we're you know brother sister like we still were really we're really close and we loved watching it together we were literally watching it over facetime because he was at school and i was at home and so when candace um across the candace saves the universe or candace versus the universe sorry came out like at the end of 2020 we were facetiming each other and watching it at the same time as the premiere so anybody i think who has a sibling can that they're close to can relate to like the Phineas and Ferb dynamic where they're just really close and they like to play together all day. Um, and then I don't know, like I know a lot of adults who think it's hilarious, like not mm -hmm. just my parents, but also my friend's parents. And well, I mean, when we were younger, we used to talk about, Oh, did you see Phineas and Ferb today? Yeah. I watched it with my dad. Like he thought it was hilarious. He was like peeing his pants. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. I think it's to anybody. <laughs> God, nice. such dad humor. So, um, I, I, maybe even harder question for the two of you, mainly mm -hmm. you. Um, mainly you. Hannah. There we go. Look, I'm trying. Um, how would you say this show uh, inspires you? What would, what would you steal from it? What would you steal from it to, to, to use to make something else? Like, or, or how has the show influenced, do you think, uh, your work as yeah. an artist. Oh. In any okay. sort of fashion, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a Uh do, do you find yourself, like, maybe think about... Uh, because you do dance, so do you think about maybe... And this is strictly an ignorant question. But um, maybe, like, when you're choreo choreographing a piece or just, like, maybe a small moment in something that you're making, do you... Does a thought ever cross your mind? Izzy is biting her <laughs> lip. I'm trying not to interject because I talk too much. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. But but has there ever been a moment that Phineas and Ferb crosses your mind when it comes to the things that you make as an artist? The short answer is no. Very good. I think the longer answer would be that Disney in general has influenced the way that I approach art because I feel like Disney you know, in general, really tries to create art that um, has kind of, like, a joyful, youthful... Like, they're, Disney's really good at nostalgia. They're really good at, like, mm. happy endings and nostalgia. And I personally have felt like there's just a lot of art that, like, you know, probably rightfully, like, points out, like, things that maybe people should be thinking about that are just kind of not fun to think about or are just kind of, like, sad, but I personally really love creating things that are joyful and hopeful and have, like, an uplifting message. So I feel like Disney has inspired the way that I think about things like that. That was splendid. I know. <laughs> Thank you. As always, a diplomatic answer. You know, <laughs> like, too go. clean. It was too good. Every time, man, every wife. time. <laughs> Politicians. Is he? Is he really fast? As career. we Hillary. as we start wrapping up, uh, you were biting your lip because I was asking Hannah how this show relates to her work. Can you uh, speak a little <laughs> bit as to your experience of me asking Hannah that question? 
I can because I actually did use a Phineas and Ferb like song when I created art. So it's not an indirect impact. It's it not direct an indirect impact. The Nemesis song that I I like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you did for a sing, sing song. song. So I. Hold on, you're going to take 10 I steps know. back. The song that we broke into a while ago, the... Okay, very good. So, copyright. that's right. Copyright. Oh, no. Dan and Swampy Marsh. Um, Sing Song um, is a, a Greek life-specific yes. event. Yeah. So, I was um, one of the three chair members for my sorority for Sing Song. Which is? That, which is um, like an amateur musical competition. So, you're given okay. a theme, and then the sorority and the fraternity team up. Um, and they lucky for can... them they had a professional. <laughs> I won an award for had the most professional. She did. Yeah. Nice. In yeah, she did. To, in addition wow. to the first place prize. Wow! Round of applause for Kaya Mega Beta Very 2018 good. Sing Song Champs. So when um, we were writing the script, it was about um, there. We were given the uh, theme of superheroes. So. We chose Captain America, um, and so one of the songs that or that we had like a lot of time for was we needed a a song for the guys that would be funny for them to sing when they were in um, Red Skull's lair. So I was like, I have the perfect song. It's called My Nemesis. It's from Phineas and Ferb, <laughs> and they literally stood like all the fraternity boys stood on stage and they sang the My Nemesis song. Oh it was um, perfect. It was. It brought down the house. It's it why really we did. run the trophy. I mean, we that was one of my proudest. So it's all about winning. No, no, no. It was all about having <laughs> but yes. fun, but nice. also there was the added pressure of I need to win this because I am a musical theater person it and bad. I'm a dancer and I'm gonna choreograph the crap out of these numbers and I'm also a Marvel fan, so you know there was just there was a lot going for it. A lot it at I had stake. My favor. Yeah, 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 I had a lot to prove. You know? I see, yes, yeah. yes. But honestly, the guys had the best time, and it was one of the best performances in the show, was them singing My Nemesis and, like, True. doing a little kick line, and we kind of changed the lyrics up to aid, like, the whole, you know, Captain America Red Skull vibe, but it was just so perfect. So, yes. So, Isabella has literally I have literally Phineas drawn inspiration Ferb. from wow. Phineas and Ferb <laughs> to create art. <laughs> I should watch this show, right? I yes. yeah yeah I I want to watch it now again yeah again we should yeah. all rewatch it Netflix party just although Disney Plus does Disney Plus have a Disney, Disney Plus party? party I don't know me and Pete just FaceTimed and watched it on our computers and hoped that we pressed the button at the right time yeah respect respect <laughs> the old school way back in my day we didn't <laughs> oh have Netflix watch party. oh my god okay so um obviously you recommend it. We just oh, talked about, course. of course we're going to recommend it, because yeah. we as uh, 22 and 23 It would be very funny, though, recommend. if we ended today and be like, no, fuck no, don't watch this show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't go through that. Are you yeah, kidding right, me? Right. Anyone Ooh. who liked being a child should watch this show. Yeah. Oh, good thing I hated it. Good thing I hated it. Good thing I grew up too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I can safely assume what we're going to be uh, reviewing next, because we're, we're going to be... Releasing another episode later this week. The Wire. Season three. <gasps> They're holding hands. Is this the Aww. end? <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Do we do this do we do this visual thing as the end of the episode? Don't, you don't have to tell them. 